Hello and welcome to the Built Around You podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you build, renovate or upgrade your home. Why is building a home so complex and stressful? Why do building projects run over time and budget? Welcome to the podcast Built Around You. So on today's show, we welcome an exciting guest, um, Judy Hendrickson from New York in America. Um, Judy has uh, has bought a, a beautiful old cottage in Inventory, um, just outside Dingle in County Kerry. And um, Judy, hello and welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Hello, Judy. How are you keeping? I'm good. Real good. Thank you for having me. It's fun. Absolutely Hi. delighted. And what's what's the weather like in Inventory today? Um, it's the same. It's drizzly, rainy, sunny, windy, calm. Any one of the three. So you're 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 getting you're getting weather from every direction. I'd say there are you. Every day you get weather from every direction. It seems like so. Every day you have a little bit of rain, a little bit of sun, a little bit of wind, a little bit of feels like summer. You know, it's every day. Well, I I've been to Ventry uh, several times in the past. A, a beautiful part of the world. Um, how far are you from Dingle? Um, we're about three miles out of Dingle, so I don't know in, you know, your measurement. I'm not good with the measurements here, but it's walking distance. We've walked it many times, so we didn't have a car, so we used to walk up here, you know. That's amazing. And tell me, you're not originally from Ventry, obviously, with an accent like yours. Tell me, where are you from originally? I'm from New York. Uh, from last was uh, New York City. I lived in New York City. I moved here. Probably seven years ago, and I got married three years ago to an Irish fisherman, a Dingle fisherman. And uh, and you moved straight to Ventry, or were you in Dingle for a while, or, or how did that all work? I was in Dingle. Um, I have friends that live up an inch, and I used to come here every winter and visit them and stay for a while. And then I decided to move over, and I started over in uh, Dingle and met my husband in a pub, of course, and we got married three years ago. And uh, you came across this this beautiful cottage. Tell me a little bit about how all that worked. Okay, well, this is a farmhouse. I don't think it, I don't know if it, it's a cottage, but it took me three years to find this. Okay, so I was I had to stay in the Dingle area because my husband is the fisherman here, and um, so I just as far as you could walk because we didn't have a car, and so it was very limiting where I could go. And I tried and tried and tried. And I was looking at, you know, just buying a house. And um, for the money, I couldn't find anything. I was getting these little tiny attached buildings that you had to climb up just about a ladder to get upstairs. And then this came out and um, it was derelict. It was closed up for five years. And uh, I didn't realize probably a lot of the different rules that Ireland has that kind of took me by surprise after I bought it. Like after the house's um, electric is shut off, for I think it's two years, you have to rewire or you have to have your electric tested because this house was so old, we, we rewired the whole thing. So I know when I go to sell the house, I can say in 2020, it's all new electric. You know, I'm I, 
I suppose like um, I'm familiar with renovating old houses like I suppose the ESB like to get it reconnected you're straight away uh, talking to ESB to reconnect it and they say well look how long has it been unoccupied and if you're over a certain period as, as you said you, right. you are there well I suppose to be fair the ESB have to know that the house uh, is the electrics are, are up to, to to current standards before they can for, for safety reasons before they can um, before they can send in the, the power again um, so they were looking for you to get a cert confirming your electrics were up to today's standards before they could uh, reintroduce the power and reconnect you. Right. And um, that also required we needed to put a new pole in. Uh, we had to dig all the electric underground. And, the you know, the service board that we had was the real old fashioned with the knobs kind of thing yeah. on them. So we had to change it. We have one of those smart meters in here now. So you've you've gone a lot of work just in that that I didn't know we had to do. Yeah, that that was your first shock. So I suppose having having bought the the lovely house. So I suppose just take it back a little step. Like, had you a budget when you were going out looking for houses on what you felt? Look, I need I'm I'd be happy if I could get something for a certain price. Yeah, of course I did. But you know, in buying a house and getting a mortgage and all, that was one that was one story. This house uh, we bought it cash. So we bought it for 65000 and we don't have a mortgage. So that works out really well. So we're just putting every year, we take the money where we'd be paying the mortgage, we'd be paying the rent, and we use that for the renovation. So we're at a slow process. We didn't have extra money. I didn't want to take out a loan to go in and just gut the house and redo it. And I didn't want to gut the house because I love the old house. I love the charm of it. So I want to make sure I take my time and renovate and you know, piece by piece and make sure that I'm not changing it too much because I like to keep it looking country. Of course. And so tell me, you, the house was derelict for several years when you bought it. Tell me a little bit more about just what was the house like when you first opened the front door? What condition was it? Um, well, I bought the house without my husband seeing it. And I said, honey, I bought a house. And we went up to see it. And he just looked up and said, why? <laughs> so it was... Um, Everything was in place as if they just walked out of the house that morning. You know, in front of the fireplace was a chair with the man's coat and his belt on it like he was going to go to church. You know, all the cabinets were in place. The dishes were still in the cabinets. Everything was like that. It was dirty. It was moldy. It was There were a million spiders in here. And we spent from October till January just cleaning the house, cleaning things up, you know, before we moved in. And had you had you sorted out the electrical side of it at this stage or when did that come into, into play? Okay, so we were renting a little bedroom in a house with other people for about 500 plus utilities a month. And came January, I got a little bit fed up and I said to my husband, I'm moving in the house. So I moved. we moved in without electric, without a full bath, without uh, heat. Okay, and actually two of the windows were broken, they were boarded up. And that was a decision we made because I just couldn't do it anymore. And I said, I own a house. I'm moving in it. So we did. We only had the kitchen area, which there really wasn't any kitchen in it. Um, and then we had the one bedroom upstairs set up so we could, you know, we used those two rooms. We got a little generator for the electric, for the cell phone and the TV. We had a gas uh, stove put in so we could cook food on it. It was very rough. We lived very rough. It was very cold. <laughs> And uh, we did that until 
we didn't get electric until uh, right before lockdown in, in uh, March. We only had uh, some of the kitchen hooked up, but that was enough to put an extension cord to put a heater in the bedroom for a while. And then that also having that little bit electric was easier for us to you know get some of the work done. So you got the notion in January to just pack the bags and move to the, I was going to say the old house, your new house in, in many respects. I mean, I suppose some people might go, yeah, in June when the sun is beating down and you're heading out to Ventry and it's very <laughs> idyllic. Look, sure, why don't we move to the, 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 the new farmhouse? Uh, but you, you, you got this notion in, uh, in, in January and this was the January, of course, two months before lockdown started in, in March. And you just had the um, so you you began working I'm guessing then on your 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 ESB hookup works and you you electrician doing a little bit of work enough to certify a few sockets um, so that you can get the ESB hooked up so so you you just had ESB before the lockdown started is that correct? The day before lockdown they hooked us up and um, yeah we just had a, enough in the kitchen area. So I guess they, they do that for like builders and all. They only hook up certain areas. It was all certified and also that was hooked up. And, you know, the lads had come to the house from the ESB and I think that they were going to leave and they saw my husband and said, oh, you know, they, they knew him, Jared, what are you doing here? He says, my house. They said, all right, we're going to hook it up. <laughs> then he said, because we're going to lock down. And they did lock down all the way until it was the summertime before I can get the electrician back in to finish anything. My plumber wouldn't start till the electrician got done. So it was quite a long time till we actually had a, you know, working bathroom and all in the house. So it was, again, it wasn't easy and I don't think it's for everybody, but we did it. And it's it's amazing that 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 uh, that you that that you got through it in, in fairness to you. Um, so you got into the house and just before lockdown and were you just living there or were you starting to do a little bit of work on the house as well or tell me a little bit about that all right no yeah we were working on the house constantly what we could do you know there was a lot of ripping up a linoleum and peeling off wallpaper and paint and you know um i made the kitchen cabinets and um you know different just different things like that we had a lot of work to do and so we just did it a little bit at a time we painted the kitchen seven times before it could actually look decent enough. You know, we had concrete floors. We still have them. We didn't change them yet. So we painted all them with, um, um, you know, cement paint or whatever. Um, we had to do all the ceilings. And so while we were in the house, when we moved in, we just had it cleaned up. We were painting and doing all that during lockdown. Um, there was also a lot of things outside we had to do. You know, so we were spending some time outside and, and getting some things done. Yep. And and how and, how was the weather? How was the weather affecting you then when the, the kind of in that time of the year? We were freezing. <laughs> I used to go to sleep with my my coat on. Um, my husband had a had a thing that the little we had one of those little um, propane heaters, and he was always afraid that if you left it on at night, we would die because of the fumes which i didn't get because we had a broken window but anyway so we would shut the heat off at night and we you know usually around nine o'clock at night and you get up in the morning it was cold yep it was cold so i mean you you'd no central heating had you running water we had uh the one bathroom upstairs had a sink in it and the below and then in the in the outside room here they had one of those um um belfast sinks 
but that was it. There was no full bathroom in this house. I don't know how the people before us lived here, but they did. And we were taking baths in a, in a plastic tub for a while. And that didn't last for me very long. So um, as I think I told you before, I saw on Marketplace, somebody was taking a, an old Victorian tub out, one of the cast iron tubs. So I bought that and the lads brought it over and we used to fill it with the hose and we put a little fire under it and heat it up and take our baths. I still use that tub. It's a nice hot tub. I can imagine. I, I suppose the, these things start off as something that look the, 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 you you had no choice. But I suppose you, you get fond of some of these um, some of these inventions. Then after a while, I love my tub. I still use it. You know, I put little river rocks in it and some seaweed and take an outside seaweed bath and the stars. It's nice. But yeah, we did that. Um, these are all these things were very new to my husband. I pretty much have done, you know, I'm, I'm used to roughing it, whatnot, maybe camping and stuff. But my husband was really, uh, I think he really started to enjoy it. You know, we were having fun. We would just, it didn't matter. We didn't care. We are so far back. Nobody could see us. It's not like we're on a main road, you know. So we're the end of all these farms. And the only neighbors we have are some cows, you know. Uh, there was a little pony and every once in a while a pony would come into my house you know we've had pony in the house a couple times <laughs> and uh we didn't close the door enough and, she, and he'd come in but so we're at the end of the farms and nobody could see so it wasn't a big deal it was fun so so during the lockdown you you had the beginnings of your electrics um you would know heating um you had running water and you were starting to do some work on your house. You'd, you'd taken out some of the linoleum and I suppose any other kind of odds and ends demolition wise and clear out wise you could. Were you able to do any kind of rebuilding work or did all that wait until the far side of lockdown? Everything had to wait till lockdown because you nobody would, first of all, in the beginning of lockdown, everybody was scared of each other. So you couldn't get anyone to come to the house at all. Everybody was afraid of everybody, you know. Um, so we had to wait until lockdown ended, which was in, I think, like June or something. And the electrician came back and, and did some more work. And like I said, my plumber wouldn't come in until after electrician was done. So we had a wheel quite a while. We used that outside bathtub. Mm. Finally, in the middle of the summer, we started with the plumbing, um, the radiators. I bought off of uh, Marketplace again, a wood burning, um, a solid fuel stove with the burner in the back the boiler in the back you know and we still use that i actually love that and uh he put in you know the water tanks and radiators um then we got a kitchen and we have a full bathroom now again though for the full bathroom we had to wait so long for them to deliver that because the lockdown then it happened again so we opened for a little while then we were closed again and each time it closed we closed i had nobody would come we just you know we had to make do with whatever we had going on you know so it was a real hard time to buy and move into a house i didn't know in january that in march we were going to be locked down i had no idea well i suppose um, there are there are there are ups and downs to that i mean like when the lockdown started everyone thought there was going to be a property crash afterwards because the whole world was was changing and I know talking to auctioneers, even during the, um, the the lockdown or towards when people began to sense the lockdown was going to open up a little bit, the first lockdown, um, people were, were 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 lowering their offers. If you if they'd made an offer in a house in January, like when, when you bought yours or when you moved into yours, um, they might drop 10 grand off their offer or 20 grand off their offer, depending on the house. 
assuming that the um, the vendor would still sell the house because there might be a property crash. And of course, there wasn't a property crash. If anything, when things got moving again, property started going up, particularly in more idyllic parts of the world like, like Vendry, where people were looking to move out of the city and move out into the country. So um, I suppose in hindsight, you had plenty of difficulty in sourcing trades, but in sourcing products during the lockdown. But you probably bought the house at a great price. I'm sure the house has gone up an awful lot since, even in its original condition. Oh, yeah. The house went up really a lot. Uh, Dingle area and Ventry went up sky high. So during the lockdown, a lot of people from the city now were coming out to their summer homes and things because, you know, they wanted to get out of the city areas. And I think, to be honest, I think the market was just going up and up and up out here. So, you know, because we had we had that distance from the city. So um, and it, it hasn't really gone down. So, yeah, it was a good deal. I'm glad I got it. I literally looked three years for it. It wasn't so easy. I didn't know about your uh, cheap Irish home show then because I didn't have TV. <laughs> but um, I would have called you guys right up. Find me a house. <laughs> and so what else? So you, you've put in um, a heating system. So it's, it's, it's a back boiler stove. Is that, is that correct? Yep. We have the old fashioned back boiler. And uh, I really... I really like it, to be honest with you. Um, we have an upstairs, in the upstairs now, we have a nice roll-top tub. And that, when and I only use it in the winter anyway. So when we have the stove on, heating that water, it's so nice and hot where I don't think you were going to be able to fill that tub with the oil burner type heater. I just don't think so. Not so I, I will probably keep... Um, the backburn boiler type thing, at least even if it's just a substitute, the, um, you know, I just really feel like it's really efficient. We have the radiators now, you know, and the house is very warm, um, sometimes too warm. Uh, we did the insulating. We did all the insulation upstairs. Oh, tell me, how did you insulate the house? What way did you insulate it? Okay, so we just got the roll insulation and laid it down on top of the attic. I don't know the numbers of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. But it fits into the, you know, into the, um, into the, the wood, like the beams. You yeah. know, my husband did it himself. He went up there with the rolls and stuffed it in the corners and insulated it up pretty good. Did you do anything yeah. on the walls? Go ahead. What? Did you did you do any insulating on the walls yet? Well, no. The walls is the walls are stone. I mean, this is all house. I don't think. Can you insulate it? That's a good question for your show. <laughs> uh, well, you you can, but I mean, you you do get a little bit of uh, the, the the actual depth of an old stone wall. I mean, you're probably looking at two feet thick walls, I guess, right? Uh, maybe even more. So, like a, a, an old a thick old stone wall, because of its depth, like you have a big depth between the inside and the outside. That depth alone of of old stonework, uh, once it's heated, you'll get a bit of thermal mass. So it's not like when you have a blockwork wall, which is much thinner, might only be three hundred mil thick, like one foot. Uh, you lose heat, heat quicker through a block wall than you will through an old stone wall. So it's it mightn't be the first insulation you you, you put on. Uh, it's great to know you did the attic insulation. I mean, you put in a quilt insulation. Um, or your husband did uh, so like hot air rises as we all know so the first place I'd always be insulating is your attic because um, because all your warm air that's, that's where you lose it as your warm air rises um, now of course if you're vent if you're insulating an attic it's very important to ventilate it because 
um, your your dew point, which is where your moisture, your condensation will arrive, um, will be uh, will be in your attic. You you make sure make, you need to make sure there's a little bit of uh, of air movement in your attic. No, in an old farmhouse there probably is. It isn't like a house that you built today where you've got roofing felt and 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 you have to manage the ventilation. You probably have a little bit of active ventilation just from the oldness of the house and the way it was built back in the day. But cer- certainly something to watch out for. Um, and uh, so you you've you've you have insulated the attic. You have because of the thick stone walls on the outside of the house. You have a good level, a reasonable level of heat retention, just because of the thickness of the old stone walls. So is, is it generally a cozy house? Oh, the house is great. We replaced all the windows, so now we have. I think they're double or maybe triple. I'm not sure, but they're you know they're locked, they close. I mean, we moved in. There two of the windows were actually broken. So it was almost like a breezeway <laughs> going through the house. But now it's nice and snuggy, warm. Yeah. And we use, uh, we have a fireplace in the sitting room. You can close the door. It's, you know, the little cubby rooms. And we close the door and it gets really nice and warm in here while we're watching uh, TV. And then we have the big burner, the boiler one that heats the house. And basically we don't turn it on till maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, the house holds the heat. Until about that time, around two, three o'clock, it gets starts getting a little bit damp feeling, a little chilly feeling. So we'll turn on the big stove, and that heats our bath water and our dish water and everything. And when when you light the stove, what 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 fuel are you putting in the stove? Um, we we put in a mix. We use in coal and uh, some wood. You know, it depends, but mostly the, the smokeless coal we use. And uh, and you're you're getting great heat there, and that, so you you have that on for a few hours in the evening, and that gives you heat all night, or how does that work? Oh yeah, you wake up the house nice and toasty. I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest with you, we're not we don't need a super hot house. I'm not well, you know, we're not those kind of people. But it's very nice and comfortable in the morning. You get up, and unless it's really cold outside in the winter. Like I said, we usually wait till around two or three o'clock to light that stove up again. So the house holds its own until around that time. Well, I suppose the the good thing about a solid fuel stove is, I mean, when you look at the energy prices today, I mean, what you'd be paying for gas or oil, those prices are changing by the minute. I suppose coal and certainly local timber prices, um, um, logs and what have you, um, would be a lot more stable um, because they're 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 more local, particularly the timber. So I suppose there's a benefit in that. Um, so you've 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 done a lot of work in terms of the heating and the plumbing and the new kitchen. Um, you've done more electrics. You've new windows in. You have insulation in the attic. Um, and you've done a lot of the painting clearly yourself. Um, what other works have you done outside of that then? All right. Well, then, there, then there's the outside. So we did make a um, a dry well, you know, just for the um, washing machine. We had to do a lot of cutting back. Everything was so overgrown, you know. So we've been cutting back. We put in a, a stone driveway and things like that. Um, we have a lot of work to do. I mean, the house is charming. I like it, but we will need new kitchen floors and things like that. I just want to make sure we get all the major things done. So when I'm when I work on a house, I always think of resale and what would be the thing that holds the house from selling. So the roof is going to get done next, you know. Um, all the main things are going to be done and up to date. So that would always make it easier in case you decide you want to sell. You know, so the one thing that's good about a project like this, if we were to turn around and sell it right now, 
we would get our money back. Not only that, we would probably make some money on the on the renovation work that we did. So well, there's always an investment value in it. If you get tired of it, you can say, all right, you know what, we're done here. Let's sell it and, and buy that newer home. Well, I suppose like when, when you look at the finances, I mean, you bought it at a very good time. You have renovated it um, really efficiently. Um, you have lived in it and saved on rent for most of that time, um, starting off in January, <laughs> strange as it may, as it may seem. Uh, and and uh, and you've added value to the house, uh, so it's worth more anyway. Even though you, 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 your timing has been has been good on the on the property market, um, it sounds to me like you have you've really you've a good eye for a bargain, and you've really driven down the cost of the uh, the renovation works you've done so far, and you're doing it kind of as as your finances allow. Is is that kind of the way you're going about it? Yep, we uh, only hire you know some local. We hire local um, tradesmen. And you have to be very patient with that because they will need to take their kids to school. They will need to stay home when the kids are sick. They will need to pick them up. They will need to, uh, you know, miss a couple of days here and there. So you have to be very lenient with it. But um, they do work really well on the price. And I could come in and tell them exactly what I want. I think they pretty much, you know, do what you need. If you need to cut corners, they're kind of reasonable about that so that's okay and uh i have my electrician and my plumber who i love both of them dearly (laughs) that will come back when i want to change now i have to change the other bathroom the the original bathroom needs to be changed um you know so as i go i can keep calling them in and they fit me in you know i'm not priority but they'll fit me in and they'll come in quick and do the work and, and and head out so it works well for us as we work during the summer because both of us are more summer uh, jobs. And then in the wintertime, we start doing, you know, figuring out where we're going to put the money in. We usually work in the house during the summer, I mean, the wintertime. And in the summertime, we try to stay outside. There's work to do in both places on this property. So that's how we work. We're working it out, you know. My husband spent, I don't know, a whole week trying to clean out the chimneys. And literally waist high of debris came out and it was, you know, rocks and mud and all kinds of stuff. And then he had to put, um, he had to put a tube down in the other chimney for the stove because I didn't, I just felt like that would be used a lot. I wanted to make sure we put a nice liner in there and hooked up that stove to, um, you know, one of those liners that you put in. Yeah. So that was, that was a tough job actually. Yeah, I, I know. I, we 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 renovated a house um, in Cork um, when I got married first, and it, the house was built in the eighteen thirties, so it was like even um, even before the famine. And um, I remember the there was a there was a red brick chimney on the roof, and it kind of made its way down through the stone. It was a stone cottage, but the 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 the, the, um, the chimney was lined with brick. And I remember my father at the time going up and one of the guys working with us and they started pulling out bricks here and there and they pulled down the tube. They stood up on the roof with the with the tube like, like your husband did and pulled down with a rope. So one man at the bottom uh, with a walkie talkie and the other guy up on the roof and then pulling it down and them having to pull out bricks here and there to get the tube down. Yeah. Um, stones falling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yes. Of course, the benefit with the tube then is then you've a full sealed chimney uh, shaft. You can hook the tube right. up to the um, to the the flue on your stove, and then it all your gases and all your your smoke and fumes or whatever are all heading up uh, out onto your your chimney. 
stacking away into the elements um, and keeping all your rooms safe from from fumes and and of course improving the draw of your um, of your chimney as well so so great to, to see you've all that done um, tell me, were there any particular high or particular low points on your project or did it all go swimmingly well? Um, high or low points? I, the chimneys were the biggest challenge, to be honest with you, because the fear of having to put in a new chimney or, you know, uh, that major work. Other than that, everything basically, well, again, like I said, I didn't realize all the electrical had to be changed, which now I'm glad that, that they are. We don't have to worry about it. But that was a big expense I wasn't ready for. And then the chimneys, they kind of scared me. I was figuring, oh, here we go. Because, you know, I i didn't hire an engineer to look at the house when I bought it. So I just kind of bought it and I kind of do things like that. And then, I'm, then I was afraid, well, if we have to replace chimneys and all that's really going to get to be an expense. However, we made it through that, you know. Um, the house, I would say the house is over 100 years old. I don't really want to mess around too much with the walls or anything in this house. I don't feel like was, you know, part of me was thinking, well, instead of the little windows in the front of the house, maybe we'll put nice uh, French doors in or something. I said, no, I'm not going to deal. I'm not going to touch any of that. And then I'm glad I didn't because I really want to keep the house to its original, um, you know, charm. You know, people from this neighborhood, all when they come in, even my, my tradesmen, they all spent time in here when they were a child. You know, and they're like, oh, we remember this house. We all we were all in the house. And it's kind of neat to have that, you know, that kind of connection with um, with your neighbors. You know, everybody, it seemed like everybody was in this house at one time or another. I think they used to do little sessions in here or something back in the day. It's amazing. I, it, it certainly does seem that like you now have a great connection to the house and and to Ventry and of course all to all your community from all the people that have worked worked in the house. So, so, so it's a lovely story you're 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 painting there. Um if you were to do it all again, is there anything you'd do differently? Um, no, I love every inch of it. I mean, I think the best times we had was when we had no electric. You know, um, we were sitting here with candlelights and it everything was just an, an experience. It was the first time for my husband ever done. I have done other projects before, but never in Ireland and never with a stone house so all of that was new for me my husband's never done anything like this before so we're we're really enjoying it we're having a good time with it we don't take on anything that's you know i'm not i i would never advise anybody to go and just rip apart a house and then stand there and look at it and say oh how are we going to put it back together because if you don't have the funds you can't do that so we just take inch by inch and every year now we go through each room and we decide what what you know, we need to do, we, you know, what's bothering us right now, storage is the thing. So I have a little, one of the little bedrooms, I'm going to start making closet space or something in there. I want this winter, by the end of this winter, I want everything in its place <laughs> and, and a place for it. So we're going to work on storage this winter. I mean, what I love about your story is more the mindset you had and the approach you took, because um, it seems to me like you you were you were driving this project from the beginning. I mean, I think your your pro husband just got news one day that you'd bought the house. <laughs> it was a kind of a, it was a done deal. Yeah, the poor, we, we'll have to get him on to the next podcast. Um, so he got the news one day that you just bought the house. He got the news one January that you said, look, I'm sick of renting now. We're just going to move into the house mid-January. Um, That's true. 
And uh, and then you went into the house and look, I think that's a wonderful piece of advice you've given there because a, a lot of people will go in and just get a building contractor or a demolition outfit or themselves or whatever. They'll strip the whole house out and all of a sudden they'll be wondering, oh my God, this is too big. Where do I start? But I, I love, and it's a, your, yours is a very, let's face it. I mean, I'm a, an engineer and builder. It's not the way I do it, right? But yours is a very unconventional way, but it, but it's working, right? Like you moved into the house with very little done. You realized quite quickly you need to get the electrics up and running and you realized there was a big journey to doing that and you had to bring on third party electricians and then bring the SB into place and you just went ahead and did it without, you know, without too much of a second thought. You did it and then you did all the various elements through the lockdown, whatever you could manage to do yourselves when the lockdown opened up. Um, you brought in tradespeople where you need to bring in tradespeople and you did it all bit by bit. I mean, that worked in terms of your financing because money was only coming at you here and there from, from your own job um, and your husband's job. So you weren't borrowing, um, but you never you never bit off more than you can chew um, and you did it room by room. And even now you're, you're, you're in the house the whole time. Even now you're looking at the project and going, um, there are still things I need to do, but I don't need to do them just yet. I'll do the roof later on. I know you're thinking of doing some of the, some work on the walls and exposing stone. Um, but I think you, you're, you're, it's, it's a, such a courageous approach. I don't know, is it something you've brought with you from, from New York? Is that the way kind of New Yorkers think? I know New Yorkers are famous for, for that approach. Uh, it's, it's people from New York against the world. I, I, I know that. I, I've done it before. I bought an old house in New York and and did the same same way. So I and I would say probably I would think most of the time maybe the the woman would probably get it fed up a little bit quicker than the man. I would say in some instances. So I already knew that I could handle it, you know. So I was just bringing along my husband who you know wasn't ever going to leave Dingle. So I had like I said I had to make it walking distance to Dingle, and uh, he's loving it. He loves it. He used to be a drinking man, and now he's sober and working. <laughs> <laughs> Every weekend he's doing something. <laughs> I, I'd love to meet him and um, and have him tell his side of the story at some stage. Oh no, no, we won't have that. We won't have that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's too busy out fishing. Judy, it's been wonderful talking to you. Um, it's it really is a cheap Irish home story. It's a it's a real success story, uh, and you're an inspiration. And hopefully, you will uh, you will inspire some of our listeners to uh, to find their idyllic farmhouse out in the countryside and uh, and take on a little bit of the the New York courage that you're you're bringing to the table. Um, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you. It's been fun. It's been fun. Thank you very much. So that was Judy's story. I think we're all inspired um, and we're all looking at the little things that we complain about in our houses and go, you know, they're not as bad as 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 uh, as we think. When you think of uh, Judy uh, moving into her house in January, uh, windows broken in the house, just a paraffin um, heater just to keep her going and uh, and what that entails but look she has pushed through and now she has she bought her house for 60,000 euros 65,000 euros um, and she bought it at a great time and she's driven amazing uh, value in in how she renovated it and and today now she has a beautiful house out in the countryside just outside Dingle Inventory so so that's the reward at the uh, at the end of all this so look maybe we can all take a little bit of advice in that and uh, and maybe we can seek those kind of rewards so thank you very much for listening to this podcast today or viewing it on YouTube. 
please tune in next Sunday at 8 p.m. where we'll have another exciting podcast. And remember, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a, a star rating uh, wherever you listen to your podcast because it means so much to me. Um, we're just trying to get this podcast up and running and we're trying to help you, the listeners, uh, build or renovate your home. So thank you very much and talk to you again next week. Bye.